Welcome back to the Bleed Black and Gold podcast. It is the Boston Sports Syndicate podcast dedicated solely to the Boston Bruins. Michael Travers bringing it to you. And I'm going to be honest, since the last time we met, uh, the Bruins were just about to head to Toronto to go to the bubble. And so much has happened. So I'm not even going to introduce my co-host. I'm just going to start ranting on my own and get this party started right off the bat. No, I'm kidding. With me, obviously, we have Ryan Daly, a.k.a. Big Country. Ryan, how's it going? I'm doing well, uh, Trav. How are you? I'm uh, I'm fired up and ready to go. I mean, let me tell right. you, I, I've had some serious, serious Bruins thoughts, uh, and not even just the latest news, just in general since, pretty much since the restart. And uh, I haven't had a live mic in front of me. I haven't even done a um, flagship show, so I've just been bottling it up, holding it in, and haven't even really had anybody to talk to about it. So I'm I'm ready to get going. And uh, third voice of the uh, of the show, we have uh, Mr. Waba plays Waba. How are we doing? That's why you need to stream again, so you can just rant. <laughs> and even if you're wrong, everybody has to listen to what you're saying because you're the only one with a mic. It's and, sweet. Yeah, no one can type fast enough to keep up to correct me. But, or you uh, just ban them. <laughs> yeah, anyone who makes a good point, banned. See ya. Bye. No, don't, don't let logic come in the way of your argument. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so uh, obviously a ton of stuff has happened. We'll get to Tuka Rask, we'll get to the, the restart itself, what we think of the bubble, uh, and the Bruins' first-round matchup, which you know is halfway through pretty much, but at least we'll have a uh, at least there's something to talk about there. So of all of that information, I'm going to let one of you decide. Where do you want to start? So how did Halak look yesterday? Because uh, I didn't get to watch the game because I was on the golf course. And oh. the first thing I heard as soon as I walked into the clubhouse was, hey, did you hear about Tukarask? Yeah. And I was like, I actually did. You should listen to my podcast, Boston yep. Syndicate, <laughs> Week Black and Gold, tomorrow or Monday, and you'll hear exactly what I have to say about it. <laughs> Free publicity. So that was literally the first thing I heard as soon as I walked into the clubhouse on, what a on uh, yeah. Saturday. So why don't uh, – why don't you guys catch me up on how Halak looked yesterday? Well, he had uh, a – I mean, he, he, he had one goal. Um, I mean, I think so for, 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 for me as a whole, and I felt this way for a long, long, long time, not just Halak, even when it was Sudobin, I feel like the Bruins played differently in front of a goaltender that is not Tuka Rask. And I, I don't know why. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's if – it's, Lack of confidence in the backup or or lack of confidence in Rask. I don't even re- I, I don't really know, but I feel like the team just plays better in front of whoever the backup goaltender is. That being said, I I thought Halak looked great. I thought he stepped up in a situation which we'll, we'll get to the we'll get to the we'll get to the Rask situation. But I thought he looked I thought he looked good. I would say great given the situation and the circumstance. Um, but I also think the team looked a lot better in front of him. But anyway. Halak was like this, like Tim Thomas, like Hasek, like making these saves that like he's skating out to center ice to lay on the ground and dive at their legs. It was ridiculous. I was, I tweeted out, I'm like, so like in the third period, is he just gonna take the puck off the boards and just like one hand tuck it in? Like this dude, like <laughs> I, I haven't seen a goalie do that in a while, especially not for the Bruins. And it's because Rask, again, you know, he just stays home. Halak was just diving out and, and uh, it worked <laughs> i don't think they're ready for that so some would argue that the the um dominic hashik and the uh tim thomas way of goaltending like t- i can't stand tim thomas let me make that very very clear right from the beginning and it's not even the fact that he's hiding out in a bunker in colorado i cannot 
stand Tim Thomas. I think, truthfully, I think he's a horrible, horrible goaltender. I understand he he won the Bruins a cup. I understand he had the, one of the best playoff performances in the entire history of the game. I he's a wagon. It. I get it. But at the same time, he sucks. Because if you play goalie with the way Tim Thomas, not so much Dominic Castro because he was actually really, really good, one of the best goalies to ever play the game. Tim Thomas, however, has to make saves with his back, has to flop around like a fish. Do you know why? Do you know why he did that, Waba? He's out of position. Bingo. You were constantly out of position and had to go to extremes to be beat. Like, did you see the save Carey Price made where he, he stacked his pads, slid past the net? Like, no part of his body was in the net. The puck goes back to the center of the ice. Like, it's not like the shot came from some weird angle. No, dead center, right in front of the goal. And he has to reach out with his stick because it's the only piece of equipment he could even get to the net to make the save. And gets lucky because the guy shot it into a stick. And we're praising Carey Price for making this heroic save. And it's like, Carey, slash slash, Tim Thomas, why are you so far out of the net? Why are you doing... But, I mean, so I would argue that that is not a good way to play goaltender. I mean, it's fun. Tim Thomas is what happens on a defensive breakaway in NHL video game when you hit circle. It's fantastic. Yes, you are. I mean... I, uh, Tim Thomas and like the like the use of the carry price save like those saves when they are made are highlight real saves. But if you ask any defenseman, they absolutely hate that style of play because of you. I mean, just like I grew up playing D my entire life, and like if I the goalie is out of position and you like turn around and just see like this wide open gaping cage because your goalie is in freaking the third row of the bleachers. Like, that is such, like, a heart-dropping moment because either you – A, you got to lay out yourself to block this puck or a goal nope. is going in. Nope. To me, if the goal is that far out of position, you kind of deserve it to go in because, honestly, you put yourself in that position and see a bye over it. Team player. But Team player. The, the Halak, yeah, not so much. Goal, uh, goal scorer. <laughs> goal scorer. Um, so, <laughs> you're a Halak, but the, the, the save he did make yesterday, the one you're talking about where he came out of the yep. net, he Against, came uh, – Williams. To basically almost the hash marks in between the circles because it was just him and I, I don't remember who had the puck but they chipped it out to the center and Williams was was about to pick it up and Halak said Mm-mm, I'm gonna beat you to this puck it's like it was like when you see them clear the puck and it's like a skater racing down the ice and the goalie coming out to play it except it was done with like 12 players or 10 players inside the blue line it was done inside the zone uh Crazy that it worked, but let's just imagine for a second that he fans and it just lands on William's stick and then he just has a tap in from six feet out. Like, we're going to think about the negatives here too, all right? Let's stay in the crease. Let's stay in the, in the parameters of the net. Let's, uh, let, you know, let's play a more traditional style goalie because that's your job. So let's, uh, let's stay in the net. I, I he knew Williams wasn't scoring. And honestly, uh... not the. <laughs> I don't have much faith in that guy anyway, so. Anyway, fair enough. Um,. Overall, I think he I think he played well. I think, uh, and, and I guess we'll lead right into the Tuukka Rask. Truthfully, with Halak taking over for Rask, I don't think it's a huge, like yes, it's a drop off. Yes, Rask is better than Halak, but I would argue Halak could start on probably half the teams in the league. Easily, you know, maybe not quite half. Maybe a, maybe a, definitely a third, somewhere between. Somewhere between a third and, and and half of the league, I would say. He could be the number one goalie, and 
maybe even on like a third of the playoff teams, he could be a legitimate number one goalie. So I, I mean, I agree with that. so I think that that while the Bruins are hurt by Rask leaving the bubble, I don't think that they're destroyed by Rask leaving the bubble. Anyway, yeah. so, someone else set the table for us for for the Tuka Rask uh, because if I do it, uh, the microphone will explode. So, um, so someone else set the table and tell me what 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 uh, the news with Tuka Rask. Sure. So I can I so Tuka um, after game two, he had a was it press com or at the the podium, he made some comments that. I don't know what the true intent was, but it was, you know, people are taking their own interpretations, but it was basically saying, like, it doesn't feel like a playoff game. There's no one there. It's just kind of a weird situation. Wow. And, you know, I think that, you know, personally, I think that's true. Like, I'm sure it doesn't feel like a playoff game in, you know, in terms of the stadium and all that. But, um, and then uh, after game two, I think the like a few hours before um, the game three like maybe like 10 a.m. or something, uh, he said that he was leaving um, due to family reasons. And then today, just Wait, before this... Pause. Oh, I will pause. stop. So the initial reaction, I want everybody's initial reaction to the Tukarask news. Now, I'm going to start just because... Well, I want to. And the... <laughs> Fair. <laughs> the... Uh, the initial news broke, and, and we have a we have a group chat amongst the Boston Sports Syndicate. Uh, basically, it's all the writers. Like the podcast guys don't go on, but it's basically the writers. And that started blowing up, and I didn't even really know what was happening. I was power washing my house, and and it didn't really understand what was going on. So and then then caught up, and I wanted to just explode. But the professional in me said, "Don't do it because you never know what is going like." Maybe his, maybe one of his children is sick. Maybe his wife's really sick. Maybe there's something going on that 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 hasn't come out that you don't know about. And that's what I said to the group. I said nobody send out anything that is, you know, demonstrative or anything like that because you don't know what exactly is going on. Now that being said, I'm not going to attack him personally. What I attack is his mental baby softness because that to me, like. Like, I understand if it's a family issue. That I 100 million percent get. And I don't want it to sound like I don't understand if there's, if there's a family problem. But for you for you to have that press conference and say, eh, it doesn't really feel like a playoff game. I'm sorry. Are you the only one that, that this is happening to? Because, no, it's not. And to me, if you're a goaltender, it shouldn't matter if there's 9 million people in the stands or one. That literally should not matter. The goaltender, for me, on my team, needs to be the most mentally tough individual on the entire team. Like, that's just how it has to be. It should not, like, to me, if a good goalie is in the zone, you don't strive off of the crowd. You strive off of yourself. You strive off of your teammates. I mean, I mean, I've never played in front of thousands and thousands and thousands of fans, but, I mean, maybe, I don't know, 50, 60, maybe 100 people. I don't keep, like, when I was playing, I didn't hear any of that, and I wasn't even the goalie. Like, you just, you need to, you need to shut up, focus. It should not matter what's in the, and, and we haven't even talked about it yet, but, but the way the league has set up the rinks, They've done a bang-up job, if you ask me, covering the road. Like, it doesn't even really, like, it, it just seems like you're watching a, a, a European League game. To me, it, 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 I know that sounds weird, but but there's not a ton of fans at those games. There's still noise. There's still, the, the, the game is still happening. They're still yelling. Guys are talking. Ch- like, it's still, you're, you're, you're still playing games. 
And by the way, Tukarask, you got nominated to win yourself a Vesna Trophy. So you are one of the best goaltenders in the league for the regular season. Nominated, could be, potentially, might even win the damn thing. And you're complaining because, oh, there's not fans in this. By the way, if there were fans in the crowd, they'd just be booing you anyway. So what do you want fans in the crowd for? And I have always, I'm not a, I'm not a, 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 a Tuka, Tukarask defender, like, the, the Bruins fan base is either a Tukarask hater or Tukarask lover. Tukarask can do absolutely no wrong, or Tukarask is the worst thing to happen to, to hockey since um, Matt Cook. And, but that, 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 that's but I'm not either of those. I just I, I call it as I see it. Try to stay somewhat neutral. Try to stay somewhat down the middle. Defend him when he needs defending, and and bash him when he needs bashing. But you're soft right now, man. Like, like Tukarask is done. He's never going to play another game in a, in a, in a I almost said Red Sox, in a, in a Bruins uniform, in my opinion. Do either of you see him coming back from this? I feel like he will. So I, I, I don't. I I just, if you had family issues, I, I know there's an article that came out two hours ago that you're going to yep. tell me about. Maybe I sound stupid, but if you had family issues, do it. Like, don't come back. Opt well, out. maybe he thought he could do it. So, like, this is such a weird situation. So, like, under normal circumstances, like, let's say there was no pandemic and he's just like, I'm not feeling it. Like, you know, maybe that's a kind of changes people's opinion. But in this case, it's like they've already been isolated. You know, he, you know, he has a new baby as of April. Like, it's just, we- you know what I mean? It's just weird right now. Nobody, like. Right, but it's not weird I, for just Tuka Rask. Like, that, yeah, that's, no, a, that's is, what drives me crazy. And, and, and Tuka Rask, it seems like every year it's something a couple years ago he couldn't play the last game of the season for them to make the play was it for him to get into the playoffs like he couldn't play that game because he had bubbly guts he couldn't he he didn't show up for this game he didn't doesn't show up for this game didn't play montreal like i definitely i I get what you mean but like in this specific case like maybe he just he's not feeling it because all this other stuff is just weighing him down and i will say maybe he tried to do it for the team he's like you know what i'm gonna do my best i'm gonna see if i can do it and then after two games you know one win and one loss he was like I'm just not like I can't I can't be away, you know, so at least he let, you know, everybody, you know, from his perspective, you know, I'm I'm glad he's taking care of the things that like he should be prioritizing, you know, his family, you know, whether it's his well-being, you know, his family's well-being, like, you know, I don't think anyone's arguing that. But let's say the Bruins lose like in an alternate universe, the Bruins lose against the Canes. And then after it comes out that Tuca's like my, you know, I was preoccupied, my mind was preoccupied and things like that. Everyone would be so unhappy because you know but at least now he's like you know what i tried it i you know i got things going on i'm just going to step away you know i want to support the team everyone's supporting him and it's like now look what happens now we're two and one and it looked like they didn't even need him or pasta to win that game so that's way, just kind of where i'm seeing way too positive of a reaction <laughs> big country give me give me your reaction <laughs> Well, first off, I gotta say, if the Bruins go on and win the Stanley Cup with Halak, my article that I wrote back in December is gonna look awful because I praised Tuka back then as being like the best goalie this year, and that this could be the year that he could win the cup with the Bruins. So if that's the case, and I just look like an idiot. Got warm in here. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's kind of seemed like the Bruins organization already had an idea of that something was going on with him, and they kind of knew that this was somewhat coming. And then after his comments on was that Thursday after game two, where he didn't even seem checked in, like even they like even asked Marshan after and he like Marshan tried to like spin it in a way to make Tuka look positive. But, but no, I do agree with you. He like, 
uh, Trev, like he can't, like it just seems like when the big moment comes, he somehow bows out. Yeah, and and, and it's not and even it's just not, for the Bruins. He did it with Finland too. Like it's 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 yeah. it's it's a reoccurring thing. Now again, family thing. Okay, I understand. It's just not a great look for someone with his track record. That's all. No, I agree. And like maybe there is something bigger, like underneath the surface, than we know. And he just like. It, that was weighing on his mind more than being in the games. And it's just like, unfortunately, it's like, you know, the world we're living in right now, like the circumstances that these players have to play under, like they're leaving their families for months on end. And it's like, you know, it's just and like Waba said, he had just like a brand new baby in April, like maybe just like not being there for that. Like there could just be too much going on that he's just – I don't know, you just can't be mentally checked in, which, I mean, like you said, you want your goaltender being the most mentally stable person out there. And mm-hmm. for him, not like what it seems like he wasn't mentally there. I'd rather him leave and get someone like Halak, who is mentally checked in. I mean, like Halak was one of the first plays that showed up to the um, optional camp when everything kind of started back up slowly, when we were in, what, phase two? Mm-hmm. Like, Halak was the first goalie on the ice. It wasn't Tuca. It was Halak. So, I mean, and I, honestly, I, I think the Bruins can still win it with Halak at the helm. And like you said, they definitely played different in front of him. I wonder if maybe they kind of relied on Tuca a little bit to, like, steal them a game. Where, can Halak steal a game? Absolutely. Any goalie in the NHL could steal a game. Yeah, Tim Thomas won a Stanley Cup, so. Right. I mean, Corpusello did what he, well, he didn't win, but, like, you know, he almost saved, like, what, 89? I mean, right. anyone yeah. can do it. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're not wrong. And another thing that I, I question with the whole Tuka Rass thing is, so I talk about how the fan base is, is split between, you know, the the, the, lover, the lovers and the haters of Tuka Rask. And I you feel like that. Yeah, and I feel like the the hate the Tukarask haters have such a loud, dominant presence, and I wonder if part, if that is part of his decision to not to to leave and to not finish the season, where if he had the support of fans, because I feel like you know I I, I see I, I go on Twitter way too much for my own liking, like I hate Twitter, like because any moron can just say anything ever. By the way, I don't know who hacked into our uh, Boston Sports Syndicate Twitter and gave all that great great a plus hockey content and analysis while the Bruins were playing shout out me and just <laughs> but, say some chump but but anyone can just log on and say anything they want and I I mean I would see tweets where it, it, I think it was game one game one they won in overtime right so game one it was like if if Halak's in net we win this game three nothing so for, first of all my my biggest pet peeve is we don't win anything but the <laughs> the the like just just like that that group is just I feel like it, it may not be the, the the majority but but they're always louder they're 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 obnoxious with their hatred of Tukarask and I wonder if part of that and that's why I say I don't think he's gonna come back into in, in play in a Bruins uniform again because some of the guys that are kind of on the fence and 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 look at it kind of neutrally or aren't a huge supporter but aren't a hater now they might go to the hate side and I don't know if 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 the fan base short of something you know huge with his family. I don't know if the fan base will just like look at it and say, okay, yeah, sure, no problem, come back in again, because he's overpaid, as I think we all yeah, probably agree on that. He's overpaid, and he he cannot step up in the big situation. So 
I mean, do you think that do you think the fans have anything to do with it? The fan base has anything to do with it, or do you think he's just he just or, or no, he doesn't he doesn't care or pay attention to it? Because I think he kind of pays attention to it. I don't see why you wouldn't, and especially in this market. And we've seen it with like David Price too. Like I'm not gonna get into that, but like just like, bingo. Yeah, people know that good like call. they. I, I'm. I told you I'm prepared. I like <laughs> this market is ridiculous. Like I've had people from like you know who are like Red Sox fans that I know from like different states, and they hear about like what we say about Red Sox on the radio, and they're like, "What do you say about like other teams? Like you guys are awful to your regular teams, and we just have a very passionate fan base." Low key, honestly, like other teams more than like our own teams. I know it's. I know, like I'm, I'm just gonna throw a Bo Horvat shirt. Um, but it's just, it's, I, I'm sure he pays attention to it. I'm sure, I mean, who knows what actually factored in? We don't have all the details, but like, how can you not? And especially now with like all this downtime, like, you know, hopefully people didn't sway his decision. And that's not a knock on him. That's probably more of a knock on the fan base of just, I don't know, like not getting the full story. Yeah, the dude gives up. I mean. It, it, Game one, I can't remember an overly an overly soft goal. I want to say there was a breakaway. I know that there was a deflection or a was a deflection or, or a or a uh, a screen goal from the point of beat him beat him on the blocker side. I mean, maybe there was one week. I don't I don't remember exactly the other goals. I don't, Probably yeah, I don't. should, but but I don't. But um. Anyway, I know that there was an article that came out roughly 6.30 Sunday night, and who put it out? And Waba, Waba found it, Waba read it, because he's the only one who prepared. I don't know, actually, maybe Big Country read it, too. I don't know, but I didn't read it. So, um, <laughs> Waba, tell me who the article came from. Not, you don't tell me the, the author, but the, the yeah. website, the, the source, and then basically the general uh, synopsis. And maybe even pull some quotes if you have it. I got it. So, it's from WEEI. Oh, never mind. At... Never mind. <laughs> no. <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> so it was noon today, and basically it said that um oh it was noon at, yeah so oh, it was a little clear. I thought it was six I guess that's when the tweet went out but basically he said um so the I guess Tuka reached out to this reporter um Dale Arnold he texted me back and I asked specifically if I could share this part of what he said to me and he said you can the fact of the matter is he said to me there was a family emergency you, uh, everything is fine now but there's a family emergency and he feels like he needed to be back with his family so that was the quote we don't know exactly what honestly we. It's in my in my, in my opinion, like it's not our place to know everything. You know what it's I mean? Not our like, business. We don't need to get into it. But he felt the need. So about the, you know, I'm just gonna roll off this, but you know, saying like, you know, he's he doesn't care. You know what I mean? He cared enough to reach out to. Uh, I think he reached out to Sweeney. He reached out to this reporter to let the media know so the fans could know. This is exactly what happened. So I understand what you said about like him not showing up at the big moments. I know we didn't play him in Montreal for the longest time because he just couldn't handle that um, back when there was, you know, the rivalry maybe was a bit stronger skill-wise. Um, but, uh, so, sorry. Um, but it shows that he cared enough about the team and what people, you know, knew about the situation to let a piece of information be known. So, yeah, to me, kind of my- if it's any other player, with the exception of maybe Marshand, it's a borderline non-story. I mean, Bergeron too, I guess. But it's a borderline non-story. Like, it's like, oh, he had a family emergency. He had to go. Like, okay. Like, I, I hope everything's okay. Like, that's, it, it's, like I said, borderline a non-story. It's it's a it's a headline and it's a, oh, crap, hope everything's okay. But but with Tuca, it's like, ugh, again. Like, that, that, well, that, that, that's kind of the, 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 the feeling that I get. Is that, didn't he take time off for mental health either the beginning of this year or the beginning of last year? He got into uh, got in some hot water. 
got in some hot water uh, with his personal life and had to take some time away from the team and left the team. But who knows if that's related to hot? You know what I mean? It could be anything. We that was know. it was not. I do know what it was. I'm not going to air his dirty laundry. Oh, it was not, not related yeah. to hockey. But yeah. like what I say is like, you know, with time and breaks and stuff like that, like president's trophy this year. Like I know there's, you know, a whole big team, but like he helped to get us to like the best record. So it's like obviously he's doing something that works. You know, I don't think he's a yeah. bad goaltender no, at all. I, I I really don't. I just don't think that – it's just it seems like these big moments happen and he just turtles. And and, 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 and like I said, if, if it were if it were Halak who had to leave the team to go do something, if it were if it were Marseille who had to tend to a family matter, Bergeron who had to tend to a family matter, okay. Like, like, like to me that's like, oh, man, that sucks, but he's doing what's best. But, but for some reason – and it's not, I don't I feel like I'm I don't feel like I'm the only one that says this yeah. with Rask. It's like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. Uh, like again? Like this again with this guy? And that, that I mean that's that's that that's how I feel about it. I just I think it was magnified so much. One, because we're already in like a wonky situation. Two, because of the timing. So it came out two hours before game time, so literally there's nothing else to t- you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. no other news except this. And three, he plays a position where it's you. It's not like mm-hmm. a defender, next man up. I know we have all, you know what I mean? But like, that's like if Brady or whoever we have now, you know, but, but <laughs> like, I'm just comparing him to Brady just because it's like that level. But like, there, you got one quarterback and just saying, I'm not playing today. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And so I'm gonna go it just gets magnified. Today. Exactly. It just, well, but that would never the happen. Difference. The difference. Yeah. No, why would that ever that happen? Would never happen. But I think it's just magnified because of that. Um, so I think there's like other factors involved of why this became such a big thing when if it had happened on another team. It happened to another player. I think that the market or the fan base would react differently. So I just hope he, you know, gets, you know, is in the right space. You know, I'm glad he's doing what he thinks is best. I think he did what's best for the team. Um, you know, secondly, so I mean, can he? Uh, I, I, I'm just throwing, yeah. you know, what at the wall. Can he come back? He would have to. We would have the 14-day quarantine, but can he come back? I would think so. People have left for like other things. Yeah, I think um, like he, he would have to. I think he'd have to quarantine the 14 days in the bubble. So pretty much he'd be he'd be locked to his hotel room for 14 days, and then I think he has to get two negative tests in a row. So it's it's quarantine and two negative tests, not just because he could, he could take a test tomorrow and Tuesday, both come back negative, and that's two negative tests, right? Right. But but, he, but think, he has to quarantine too. I think so. Hmm. But it's happening, like, with injuries and stuff or, you know, whatever the case is. So I think people are coming and going, and they just have to sit. Well, I know, like, like Claude, former former uh, Bruin great Claude Julian had a heart scare, maybe a heart attack or something like that, and he had to go to the hospital, and then he went back home to Montreal. So, I mean, I'm sure if Montreal – if Montreal like, like where, where are they even in their series? I don't even know. They're up. They're up. No, they're 1-1. They're 1-1. They're playing the Flyers tonight. They're 1-1, yeah. Um, and, and, um, so, I mean, if he comes back at some point, it, it, you would assume the same, if he can, who knows if he can, I, I, don't I wouldn't, know. if I was, I don't think he's going to, but I, I just, I just wonder if there's a, if there's a chance that, you know, like, uh, like in, uh, was it D three Dean Portman comes out, plays the third period between the second and third to play the varsity <laughs> like that, like that's how I picture it. Like, I know it won't be like in a, in the period, but like, I don't know, game seven against the, the, uh, who knows game seven against the would be Lions. capital, so now it's the now it's gonna be the uh Islanders. the Islanders. Game seven coming out, playing that game unannounced, just shows up, you know. You sound like the 
fans that were saying that Ortiz is going to wave the flag at Game With, 7 after yeah. he just got released from the hospital two days before. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Ortiz just Fair. rolling in with a gunshot that's, wound that's waving the flag. Like I said, I'm like throwing stuff at the wall here, but but I just I, I didn't know didn't know if, if he's, I mean, if he's even allowed to come back. I know he has to quarantine, but if he's even allowed. But uh, let's rewind. So we got, that's the latest news. This is like uh, this is like a Tarantino movie where you know the ending and then you got to backtrack to it. Um, <laughs> let's go back. Well, before, before we move on, oh, I want to oh, ask whoa, you whoa. To, to touch. So you said Tuca not playing in a Bruins jersey again. Are you talking about just this year or no, you I think, think he's, he's going to retire? No, 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 I think he's Because he, he still has one more year in his contract. Yeah, I, I think he gets moved. You think he gets traded? I, I think he either he gets moved or he may even sit out next season and come back the following season. And... I don't know how that will work contract-wise, but I I think he's played me personally, and I could be way off with this, but and I mean not that I've ever been wrong before, but I think that he is you never. he has played his last game in a Bruins uniform. I do not think unless I reserve the right to go back on this, and here's my unless my asterisk unless he does come back this season, he sorts his stuff out, he gets gets his head right. Figures it out, comes back, quarantines, gets back out on the ice, and plays this season. Other than that, I, I don't see him playing another game in a, in a Bruins sweater. But what if he went to Cam and Don and was like, hey, this is what I got going on. What do you think the best thing is? And they told, told him to go home. I, I I don't so I look at it two different ways. It it's one is I don't think he's quitting on his teammates or or the team. I don't I don't think that's the case. Um, and and a lot of this could have been I, to me a lot of the a lot of the my negativity towards it could have been avoided if he didn't have that press conference and and basically dump all over what the NHL has done to get this to get the game restarted. And if that never happens and then he's got a family issue, I think even then it's 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 a little more understandable, but it's it's clear to me that he did not want to be here, and, and he was not pleased with the way that that the that I don't even know if it's the league that's had the league handled it, but he wasn't thrilled with the situation that he was in. And I'm not saying he quit on his team, but I, I just I think as a, as a teammate, as a fan, I think I I I, I would assume there's got to be some guys in that locker room that have written him off. And I, I understand that sounds horrible because he's if it's a family issue, but it's again it's not the first time. A lot of those guys have been here a long time, and they're, they're, to me, there's got to be some guys in that locker room that are just like they feel the same way that that, that I do. Is like oh, again, like come on. And I, I mean, with one year left, you can move it. You can move that contract. I, I, I don't know. I, I think he's played his last game in a Bruins uniform. I mean, that like kind of go on like I, I could see him being frustrated with the league like the beginning of the round robins he put, said he had a cough and then they had to like quarantine him until he got a negative test like because they like do that on like the ipad like you know the the standard questions that you go into any building where they're like do you have a cough do you have like a fever do you have you've been around anyone with covid like he like you know, freaking allergies are bad this year. He could have easily had a cough from allergies, and he just said was just being honest and said he had a cough, and then like the red flags go up, and now he has to deal with the league and all this because he was being honest. So he could have just been frustrated with the league from jump, 
Yeah, maybe, mm-hmm. but I don't. I mean, that's the. You, you, I don't. That to me, that's not. That's life now. Like answering questions on an iPad or your like that's life now. Like that's that's what you do now. That that's what I have to do every single day. That's what I'm sure you have to do. You going out of hospitals? I'm sure you do it every single day. Waba never leaves his house, so he doesn't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> but but you know, I, I I go to different job sites, and every single there's a QR code you have to scan it and answer a bunch of questions on your phone. Like yep. it, that's that's just that that's the way that it is. That's that that that's life. So you know what? If <clears throat> tell you what you. If you get upset about answering a couple of questions, hey, bros, pay me $7 million this year, and I'll answer your question. And tell you what, I'll answer them however the hell you want me to. You want me to say, no, I haven't had a cough? No, I haven't been around anybody? No, I haven't traveled? No problem. Give me, like, no problem. Not saying you should do that, but but you know what I mean. Like, I don't I don't, I don't, don't feel – like, you can't get mad at the league for this, for, for putting protocols in place and having, and having protocols. Like, if you said, yes, you have a cough, and you, like, to me, if you answer yes to any of those questions, you're immediately put into quarantine and or need a test. Those are the rules. If those protocols aren't in place, that's how you end up like the freaking Miami Marlins who have yep. 900 players who test positive because you cannot control it. The NHL, I think, has done a terrific job. Like, I'm actually shocked how well this is going. Well, we have no, no, oh, are we going back? Oh, oh, I, I, is that a good segue? I forgot. forgot You can't. Yeah, it's perfect segue. I forgot. You can't see me, but I did a rewind with my hands. Like, bring it back now. So anyway, I guess we're talking about the league. So yeah, I mean, the league's done an excellent job. Like, even though like the, the Bruins were impacted by this. So pasta was, you know, out a few games, like Kasha was out for a little bit. I, at no point was I like, damn, this is unfair. It's just, that's what has to happen. And well, they're going to quarantine because they're idiots. Well, fine, but like at least you know, and it was before it's anything happened. Yeah, like, let's before. say they did, they were sick. It's not you know it's not impacting the whole team for what one game that mm-hmm. didn't. I want to say didn't matter. I fine, but it's just it's 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 nice the level of consistency and the fact that they're constantly providing updates to like the fans that are like we did this many tests and we have zero. It's like so I great. I will say I want to go back. So right last time we met, I was like, "Oh, the NHL should just shut it down. Like, like enough is enough. Like this is not going to work." Blah blah blah. Clearly, Never I was wrong. wrong about a take. Cle- cle- no, 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 no. I, I still like I, I didn't say the NHL should shut it down. I said I would not be upset if the NHL shut it down. Maybe I said they should shut it down. I don't know. Either way, I didn't think the bubble thing would work because I thought guys would get a little uh, a little anxious. I mean, you saw that with Pasternak and Kasha. They went out. They went out to, to Hanover Street. They they hung out on the North End. Like, they were back for two days, and then they had to go downtown, get their drink on. Like, that's what I thought was going to happen in these bubbles, and it hasn't. Now, they got through, to me, the hardest part. The hardest part was when all of the teams were in the bubble, all these teams were in there, and there were teams who realistically have no chance. Like, the NBA, the NBA's done it, too. The NBA's done a fantastic job. The, the MLB's a joke. But, but the NHL and the MLB with these bubble cities, it's worked. It is, it is, it is proven to be effective. And, you know, now, I mean, the NBA is going to start letting family members in and stuff like that. Now you're, now you're getting stupid. But, and the NHL is going to have a second hurdle when they get to, what is it? The, um, the Stanley Cup finals will be played in Edmonton. Yeah. So this, so whatever team on the Eastern Conference now has to pack up and move. Now you're, now you're outside the bubble. You're breaking, you know, this, I picture it like, um, what's the movie where like a, a huge force field comes out over the whole city and it's like a. It was in The Simpsons, and it was a, a it was in no, something else. Was it The Simpsons movie? The, yeah, The Simpsons Bubble movie. Bubble Boy. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I know Bubble Boy. Yeah, there you go. And and you know nothing nothing bad's getting in, nothing nothing bad's getting out, and it's just kind of everybody's in it. When you break that, and now you have to move to Edmonton. I understand you're moving into another 
another bubble, but you still have to get coach. to that bubble. They just said, give them their their private uh, <laughs> Robert Kraft jet and, yeah, true, yeah. and just fly no, that, them That'll be busy flying medical supplies around the world. The, the Bruins can't use it. No, I, I understand. Like I, I, I get it, but... I just think that that's going to be a second hurdle, but the NHL has done a fan, to me the NHL has done a fantastic job getting the getting it restarted, having the protocols in place, forcing people to go into protocols when they need to, and uh, the rinks look great in my opinion. Yeah. I, 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 I like tarping the seats, they did a good job. tarping the seats in the eye lines. I think it looks great. The um, uh, the scoreboard, the jumbo, the jumbotrons that they have up there looks phenomenal. The the replays is like you don't get all the replay angles because there's not as many people there. Like that kind of sucks, but like they're making it work. And and, and I, I I I I tip my cap to uh, to uh, Batman, which I don't, which I don't do often, and they have done a very good job in in getting this restarted to this point. And if I recall, I think I did say on the last episode that. I could see the NHL being the only ones to get this right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did because I, the guy because the guy I was right. Well, no, the NBA's the NBA's got it right too. I mean, they had a couple guys, you know, order takeout or whatever, but they got it right. But now they're gonna let family in, and like it's like, well, right. <sighs> I also like too, like they're having fun with it, which is weird to see. Um, I don't not because of the NHL, just because like you know, Batman control, but like they have like the scoreboard be like you know, fan attendance zero and thank you to our fans and it's four fans and my favorite ones, which were, and like the teams are all having like fun with it. Like, you know, there's social media stuff, like there's social media guys they brought in. Excellent. But like how like the Canes are yelling at like the blue jackets and the whoever to get off the ice. Cause it's been eight hours. So yeah, yeah. No, I don't no. know. It's, it's interesting how they're accepting. They're not trying to make it like, they're not trying to make it an NHL experience, but they're trying to make the best that it is right now. Yeah, and yeah. they're embracing it. And and then I think like I said I think that they've done a great job. The, the fans thing was great. Thank you fans. And they put four like box fans in the seats. Did you see the hat trick where someone like one of the uh, employees ran down and threw like two hats <laughs> on the ice? <laughs> it's just so it's so ridiculous. Or like they uh, they said the concessions will stay open. Yeah. And the and the seventh period when it was just a fridge. <laughs> the seventh period stretch, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, seventh period stretch. They're like I'm straight they've, up. They've, having they've a good done time. a really good job. Yeah, the the I have two two gripes, which one directly impacts the Bruins, the other one is just a personal gripe. Um, I I wish that they would just leave the mics. I wish that they could mic up players. I wish that they could leave the mics on. I wish that they weren't sissies like the Boston Sports Syndicate and keep everything clean. I wish that they would just like just like like put a game like right currently right now the Red Sox are playing on ESPN and ESPN has Alex Boring Rodriguez and um, Matt Vaskersian. Love Matt Vaskersian doing the game on ESPN and then ESPN two they have a gang of nerds doing like. The, they're calling the exact same game, but they're taking it. They're looking at it from an analytics standpoint. It's like two massive nerds and someone else, like a former player. I can't remember who it is. Uh, Perez, uh, Eduardo Perez, and two massive nerds, and they're all talking about you know exit velocity and this and that. I wish that the NHL struck up a deal with like HBO, Epics. Like don't they don't don't their road to the Stanley Cup, uh, road to the road to the Winter Classic wasn't that on Epics? Like, strike a deal with Epics where you leave the mics on. You mic up a couple players. Just imagine the, as Wobble likes to say, content if you mic'd up Brad Marchand and just let it go. On like the profanity a, would be Oh, my God. It would be 
just reading the dude's lips after it was it was game two he got into a little tussle with someone and the guy was a healthy scratch for game one and he said go sit in the go sit up there with your friends that's where you belong trevor van dreamsdyke wasn't it no i think it was vatnin i think it was vatnin and he's like go sit up there with your friends that's where you belong and it's like just like just reading that it's like man this is the chirps have to be amazing like just, I missed the captain's patch one from last year where he just, puts the C. Yeah, just, 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 just give, just give me one, one game. Just let me do it. That's my one. Mike up the bench too, dude. Brynamore's on a tear. That dude looks horrible. Like he's terrifying. You, you no, know, you're right. He does look horrible. Uh, he's taking way too many fists. <laughs> horrible. I said horrifying. He's. I mean, he's he, been through he does it. Also, dude... He does also look horrifying. Uh, you're not wrong about that. That's the best take <laughs> you've ever had on this whole show. He's uh, twisting my words. Don't even believe him. <laughs> he is scary. AF that dude like I imagine seeing him in a dark in a dark alleyway it might be an upgrade but that's but that's neither here nor there I guess but he is scary between him and Tortorella it's like imagine yeah, like, Tortorella will just throw meatballs at you it's not that he's but he's really not that scary to me I, I Brendan Moore looks like he's taking some fists which is scary as hell well yeah I mean he was a he was a tough dude so yeah he he's got a especially after that last game where everything happened and like you know the the well, I'm sure we'll get into it, but like some of the calls and things like that, like he's got to just be seething. My other gripe with the way that this with the with the way that this goes, this overtime stuff. Now, the Blue Jackets Lightning thing is is an anomaly. Like they played three games. Like that's like that's that's not real like that's like that'll that'll probably never have they played the long they, they played the longest game in nhl history if i'm not mistaken correct like goalies were breaking save goalies were breaking all-time nhl save records that'll never ever happen again however however they definitely need a needed need currently past tense present tense future tense need a better system for games going into overtime because even just if that game goes into two overtimes, which I think the the Bruce game went into a second overtime, I think there's been another game that went into a second overtime. It pushes everything back. You're all the Bruins are already supposed to start that game at eight o'clock. Going into one overtime, they want ninety minutes from the second someone gets off the ice till the next guys start their warmups. Wasn't it eighty-two minutes to be exact? Might be, but ninety is <laughs> a pretty damn close number. Yeah. But you, for, that's from the time. I thought I second. saw something. Like, I was like, "How did they calculate it down to 82 minutes? Yeah. Like, why yeah. don't they just say an hour and a half?" Yeah. So <laughs> that's that's from end of game to warm up, not end of game to start of game. End of game to warm up. Warm ups are another 20 minutes. Then you got to clean the ice again. And now, now all of a sudden, we're at two hours from the end of that game. So hypothetically, that game, that game started at three. Didn't that? The Bruins could have started their game, and, and Borderline would have almost finished it before that game ended. Like, it was ridiculous. That's not what I'm talking about. What I, but, like, they they needed they need to have a better system to me where, where that game starts at 8 o'clock. You have the first game going to two overtimes. Now that game's not going to start till 9.30, 10 o'clock. That's not what you want for your East Coast games. I, but well, the thing is, I don't have a solution. I'm just complaining. Like, I'm not one of those people that's like, here's my problem. I'm also going to problem solve. I'm just going to complain. And and I don't know what the solution could be, would be. You would think five hours in between the games would be enough. But we, again, like it, it, it's happened more than once where games have had to be pushed back. I mean, the Bruins to the point where it got the date. In what world do you want to watch a playoff hockey game at 11 o'clock on a freak? What day? What even day was that? Tuesday? I do. Well, you sit at home and do nothing. That's why I want to watch it. 
I it's luckily had that day off. But like, I had it. I got had it on at work. It was sick. Even as a player, like, what what world yeah. do you want to start your game at eleven o'clock? Like, like, and I don't have a better solution. And I don't expect. I mean, maybe one of you two have a better solution for it. I don't know because I just threw it on you. But that's my only real gripe is that there's not a good plan for games that take longer than than the sixty minute regulation. Let me ask this. Oh. How do they? So what do they do with the ice? Do they just treat it or do they replace it? I don't know. They just treat it. So imagine they put a lot. They put like like picture. Picture you take a knife onto a perfect slab of ice cubes, and then you take a little knife and you put a hack in one, a hack in another, and your ice cube tray. How do you get that to then refreeze so it's a nice solid ice cube? You put a boatload of water on it, put it back in the freezer, and let it chill, and it becomes a brand new ice cube. It's the same thing with the ice. Just, is it good enough? Just that, just that. No, the, the ice has got to suck. I, I don't, I don't. But I mean, but but the ice to me sucks for everybody. But yeah, but they played like two, three games there. Like, why would you? In my opinion, I would rather have them delayed it than to have the Bruins play another full game on an ice that just saw three games. Well, they they they, they play the next day. Like, there's plenty. Of, they have plenty of time to be able to to fix the ice by then. I mean, even yeah. in 90 minutes, no, you have enough fun. time. You have enough time. But I mean. When the when the reset first happened, and there were three games a day on that ice. Whoever played in that last game got screwed. If you ask me, because that you do need time. You need at least overnight to reset. It's not like it's cold outside, so that that just adds to the adds to the challenges. But but yeah, that's that's. I mean, that that is what it is to me. Complaining about the ice conditions, it's not like. It sucks for Patrice Bergeron, but not for Jordan Stahl. Like, it sucks for everybody. You know what I mean? What are you going to say? Well, I was going to say, if you, I don't know if you, either one of you saw my tweet on, was it a Tuesday night game? I said, the Vegas in Chicago game would stop before the Bruins game, and that was like in the second overtime. Mm. (laughs) Follow me, Big Country 7904 on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Good take. So, um, I, but hey, I was right. The the game started and finished before the Bruins game even started. That, that it sure did. Should have sure put money on did. it. Sure did. The, <laughs> I, I I just I but the thing is I don't have I I wish I had a solution and that like there I don't think there is a better option of better. I mean they're only playing two games a day in the playoffs. I don't think there's a better way to do it. But it just it just like you're you're all amped up as as a fan. You're you're psyched. You're ready to go. Game one. Maybe not. Everyone's already been drinking for like three yeah, hours. Yeah, but then, but then it's like, like, like the uncertainty of, well, this game could end at any second. And then you're watching this Blue Jays Lightning game, and it's literally like watching two guys. It was like watching two players play NHL 20 for the first time who have never played an NHL game before. They were playing on like 94 controls, blah, blah. And they. <laughs> and. And like nobody was doing anything. It was like like I had to I ended up shutting the game off because it was like painful to watch. Like I'm sure they were exhausted, blah blah yada yada yada. I get it. still gonna play the game, but it was like I just felt, remember the game was it uh, Ottawa Philadelphia was it Ottawa might have been Tampa Bay Philadelphia where uh, Tampa used to run that one three one trap with with uh, that was Ottawa it, oh it was Ottawa. Ottawa and it was Philadelphia yeah. and the guy from Philadelphia was it Philadelphia. I think it was Ottawa versus Tampa. Okay, so then one of the team I don't even because because Boucher coached both of both Ottawa and Tampa, so I don't even remember which team it was. But but remember when the guy just like I, the opponent? I think it was Philly, but the, the opponent took the puck 
and just stood in the offensive zone and nobody moved. Everyone just kind of stood there. They stayed yeah, in there one they all stood that's in their spot. Yeah, that's what I felt like watching this game. Like, it was just like, oh, my God, somebody do something. Like, please, like, put some pressure on. Like, and it's it's, it's only game one, guys. Like, you realize, like, this is not game seven. This is game one. You guys can apply pressure. Someone can make a play and do something. Move. Like, get going. The Bruins have a game in 20 minutes. Let's go. Figure it out. <laughs> Score a goal. And then it's just like, oh, my God, it, it just can end any second. But, all, but it also could go freaking 700 periods. It's like. Oh, when is this going to end? I'm actually rooting for more of those games, just not from the Bruins, because by the time the next round hits, they're all going to be exhausted. Yeah, that's fair. That's, that's not a, so that's not a I, I was point. like, let this thing ride. They want to play for the next five days in a row? Perfect. My brother we're texted probably, me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. So we're, probably only, we're only going to run into this during this round, because come next round, you're going to just have games every other day. Yeah, one round is still too much for me. My... Uh, <laughs> My, uh, my my brother texted me and he's like I hate they should so when I when I played when I played when I was younger actually I was I wasn't even that young I might have been like 17 18 uh, USA hockey changed the way they did overtimes it was like it was super weird like you played five on five for the first overtime. So it was like five minutes you played five on five the next one was four on four the next one was three on three and you couldn't do line changes so you had to pick like four players that went out and they stayed the entire time they did three players that went out and stayed the entire time that was a gifted goal scorer obviously i was on the ice and it was the most exhausting time of my entire life my brother was like they should just do stuff like that when like when it comes to nhl or like after the second overtime they should go to four on four then they should go, should go down to three on three and I, like i'm like fighting with myself i'm like yeah you're right they definitely should and then i'm like no, it takes away from the integrity of the game. You want it to be five on five, but it but it'll be faster. And but blah blah, blah. I'm going like ping ponging in my head back and forth. Like yeah, they definitely should change it. No, they shouldn't change it. And then I'm like, Michael, you're an idiot. This will never ever ever come into play again because if there were fans in the stands and it was just one game and it was in Tampa Bay, nobody cares because I could just change the channel to watch the Bruins game. This will never affect so mm-hmm. the people that are like, we need to change overtime. No, the NHL overtime changed for the regular season because everyone got sick of doing exact, or they got sick of ties, which is lame NFL, and <laughs> and they got and they got they, they 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 didn't want to have these marathon games MLB, so they switched it to to make it more entertaining for a regular season game because one of eighty two does not matter. The playoffs, you want it to be a real game, a real goal, a real situation. So it sucks. I agree it sucks, but it's only this season. Like, you will, you'll never run into, like, just imagine if you could watch a Bruins game and then in intermission you could flip over and watch the fifth overtime of the Columbus and, and Tampa game. Like, that's awesome in a normal mm-hmm. scenario. You know, as a Bruins fan who's had a few beers and you're trying to watch the game, start at 8 o'clock, it doesn't start till 11 o'clock the next morning, no one's staying up to watch it. No one's, no one's staying up and drinking through the night, so then you got to sleep and blah, blah, blah. It sucks. It sucks. But it was only a one-time thing. I had people in Sweden tell me that they woke up at 3 a.m. to watch the game, and then it got canceled. Big time <laughs> yikes. Yup. I might just go back to bed. <laughs> no, be a normal person and sleep at 3 o'clock in the morning. Um, there's something else I wanted to discuss, and I, now I'm blanking on it, but... The, the, the games? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Why, yeah, don't, yeah. <laughs> why, don't, we, why don't we talk about the Bruins' first-round opponent? So... No, 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 we're not going to talk about that yet. We're going to we're going to we're going to go in between that and the restart and talk about how the Bruins played in the four exhibition games leading up to 
their first round opponent. <laughs> Can we not talk about that? We're done. Yeah, no, bad. great. We're done. That's awesome. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, it was the Bruce, uh, not the perfect. sucked. They sucked. They Remember how we were talking about like this could this reset could benefit them? It might help Chara. It might help. Uh, wrong. Nope. We were so far off. Like they won the President's Trophy and then they get the four seed because they blew chunks for two for. I don't even know how. I would say two weeks. But I, I mean, basically two weeks. They sucked. They were the worst team. To me, they were the worst team in the Eastern Conference. It was not. They got lucky. To me, they got lucky that they weren't in an elimination situation. They got lucky that they were in the safe zone and just had to play for seeding and not for, not to go home. Well, I remember hearing after, like, they're like, well, this, you know, should they have taken those games seriously? I mean, it's a weird situation. Like, yeah, but like. At the worst case, you're like C4, and now you're matching with Carolina, who I think, you know, it's a good matchup. Um, but they said, like, they really turned it on for game one. I know we're still talking about the, but, like, they definitely, I think, had the ability to play like they're playing now. They just didn't, and I don't know why. I don't think it was, like, a team decision. I just don't think they were mentally, like, Did you turned watch Carolina on. play against, I don't remember who they played. It's been so the long. Rangers. Did you watch Carolina play against the Rangers? Oh, God. Because that looked like peewee hockey against professional hockey. Carolina was on fire. Coming into this round, there were two teams that if I was the Bruins, I would not want to play. Carolina being one and the Vegas Golden Knights being the other. Luckily, they're in the West and you won't play them until what would be the Stanley Cup Finals if you get there. But the Hurricanes were the other team. The Hurricanes are very good. And... If I were the Bruins, I would want to have avoided them at all. I would have wanted the Islanders personally, but I mean that's not working for Washington. But yeah, <laughs> but I, Carol, to me, going into it, watching like the 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 first round or the playing, I don't know whatever the hell you call it, I was like, I don't want Carolina. I do not want to play Carolina whatsoever. And sure enough, the Bruins throw up three duds, suck, suck, and suck in three straight games. And here we are playing Carolina, arguably the hottest team, the youngest, the youngest team in the. They have to be the youngest team in the Eastern Conference, maybe even the league that's left, with Smeshikov and Aho, and that's all I can really say. That is really young. I can't think of the other guy's name at this exact moment. But Nita is not really young. Teravinen. Teravinen's Teravinen's been in the league, but he's another young player. Yeah, but. They they were the they were the best team in in that in that play in first round, them in Vegas in Colorado, but those are West teams so they don't care they don't matter. I mean Washington didn't really look that great either. Yeah, they're, they're about to go home. And yeah, and they're about to get knocked out. But the Bruins, I. Bruins, the Bruins looked good game one, the second half of game one. The Bruins looked really good once they went down three two in game two. That. I think once they went down three to two in game two, there was the best hockey I've seen out of the Bruins play since the the restart. Unfortunately, they weren't able to do you bury mean, the puck. Do you mean when they put the six best players on their team on the ice at once and uh, they even before that, and even before they, they the goal. and when they didn't have uh, their best goal scorer, their fifty goal scorer, because he's unfit to play. What like what is going on with David Pasternak? Is he hurt? Is he not hurt? Doesn't he, I cannot have COVID. He cannot possibly have COVID. And this is what's pissing me off about not be not the league not having to say the team's not having to say he's on un, he's unfit to participate. 
Was he hungover? I, I just like, hate that they're like, so vague about that. That's what, it doesn't matter. The dude could be dead, or the dude could have the sniffles, or he could have a hangnail unfit to participate. But he did practice today. What the heck does that even mean? <laughs> He's just chilling. Uh, That's unfit. his status. Unfit. She's He's saving it for the next round. To me, but... but... <laughs> He's so confident they're gonna win. He's they're like, he's taking this take round break. off. He's like, nah. Pasta's like, got What about Kasha? You went through this. Pasha, no, no, you get it next round. Yeah. Like, what? Did he get sick filming those stupid Dunkin' Donuts commercials with uh, Kendall Coyne? Like, what? Ooh, pa- he didn't have his sweater. That's pasta's, what happened. He didn't have oh, his sweater. He kept his sweater to keep his <laughs> coffee cold. Pasta's feelings are hurt. His his fingers got cold because he didn't have. But well, I will say, isn't it a good sign that even without him and against a team that, you know, you didn't want to match up against, that they're playing this well? Now, I know they didn't play great, you know, earlier, but like that, the most recent game, it was like a, in, I couldn't believe how well they played. They had two excellent periods and then period three, you know, I would say up and down. But the first two periods, I like I was not worried. There were, they, they, they were one bounce away from being down. Uh, two. I mean, they'd be down two games to one if it wasn't for a bounce. Because, you, I mean, an overtime win to me is, I don't want to say lucky because that's not the right thing, but it's like you're a bounce away from losing. Right. Like, like, like and, and Pasternak was in that game. So, like, I, I, maybe, they're, maybe they're better off without him. I don't know. But, but, no. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. But, uh, but, but. When you when you win an overtime game, I'm just like I'm not I'm not really too impressed with an overtime win. And I understand it's a, a playoff win. You need 16, and that's ultimately all that matters. But you're a bounce away from being down 2-1. What would would have been at the time 2-0, and then you got a whole different series. So they played okay, I would say, as a whole. The mo- my to me since the whole reset started, my most impressive player has been Anders Bjork minus last game. Uh, Agreed. Minus last I game. See, I, I'll preference that I did not watch game three, but I he took absolutely agree three? with you on that take. Three. Three penalties? Yeah. He He's a good – I mean, I like him as a player. I understand why they tried him on the first line, but maybe he was a little you know, too like amped up, jittery, like looking to make the big play and just not – you know, didn't have the discipline that they I'll tell needed. you what. He played, he played on that first line in game two with Bergeron and Marshall. And in the in the third period, he was there that time where you said they played their best hockey. He was on that line. He was out there right. with that line. And to to step into the perfection line, as they've been called, and fill Pasternak's shoes off wing, off handed, I think he did a pretty damn good job. And I think he has been, he's definitely been the best player, not named Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak on that team. And I would include the defense in that in that conversation. He has been stellar. Since the since the restart, the dude flies. He's got hands. He can shoot. I sound like a freaking commercial, but he's 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 legit. And when they draft, he came from Notre Dame. When they drafted him out of Notre Dame, I was pumped. Pumped. Oh, I love that. I love that draft pick. I pumped. absolutely loved it. Can't stay. Like I was disappointed that he got hurt. He's been he, hurt. Well, yeah, he's gone hurt. He needed to put some size on, which he looked like he did. But when he he was talking about after they drafted him, he was talking about going back one more year mm. to win. 
the Hobie Baker, and then I, he decided not to and go to training camp. Good I was, move. I was like, I was, dis- I was like so upset. I was like, no, just go to training camp, like get into this lineup as soon as possible. Don't go back to Notre Dame. I don't care if it's like your family legacy that you all won the Hobie Baker at Notre Dame. Just come play for the Bruins because I knew he was that talented of a player, yeah. and I'm loving to see it right now. And I love that you agree with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I do. Oh, I well, I was over here like, who's in this Bjork? Bjork. Isn't it pronounced Bjork? Yes. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. Like uh, yeah. Case? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I know, speaking of names, but uh, I know you said, you know, there. I think two of the players that have probably impressed me the most, um, one, I don't want to say it's surprising, but it's like he just turned it on the playoffs as Krejci. Krejci's... That's Krejci. That's Krejci's no, 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 no. Stop, 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 stop. No. Stop. <laughs> don't get me started on on this playoff Krejci BS that... Okay. Playoff Krejci. Okay. okay. Right, the, 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 he took the cans off. I don't have to break things over there. Okay, so so playoff Krejci. Krejci's this like, oh, he's a, he led the league in points for two seasons. The Bruce played four freaking game sevens. He played the most games out of anybody in the league in 2011. That's why he led the team. 2013, blah, blah, blah. He played, like the, he played the most games out of anybody in that season, too. Like, playoff Krejci, cool, awesome, great. The dude steps up, plays in big games. It's, it's like, no. Did you see game two? You both watched game two, right? Yo, Did yo. you see when it was one nothing? Krejci had the puck on his stick with a breakaway from the top of the circles and shot it a foot and a half over the net. The goal moved. A foot and a, is that net regulation size or what? <laughs> yes. A foot and a half over the net. Playoff Krejci, Mr. Clutch, the be- like you could have put that game away two nothing middle of the second period. Put that game away. They lost that game, and I put it on. I mean, it's not on that moment, but that moment was a turning point because it, it was a moment that never happened. Because he shot it a foot and a half over the freaking net. And he was on top of the net. He, it was the right shot. It was the right play. He went up over the over the shoulder of Reimer. James Reimer sucks. He lost Ugh. to James Reimer. And a foot and a half over the net. I was I was, I was, was like, that's it. That's it. There's there's, there's your playoff Mr. Clutch Krejci. Anyway, continue. I, and he's been, I just think he's been doing well. And I, also, too, I know like we talked about this in the past about, like, who's that next guy? And I think... Like you know, like we you know, obviously I pumped uh, Bacchus's tires because you know I like him, but like it was like who's gonna play with him? And now we have Kasha, and maybe this is a Kasha thing more than a Krejci thing, but like now we've got like the, the the check yourself before you wreck yourself connection, and both of them have just been playing really well, and I I'm loving this line now in the playoffs, and I just think it's been a lot of fun to watch. I will say as much as I just dumped on Krejci, and that's only because of the. I only dumped on him because I mean I do think he's a, he's a better playoff player than he is a regular <laughs> season player. But when 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 I start to hear about how clutch he is and playoff crazy, whoa! I'm like, n- n- no, no, that's not. Crazy does make players around him better. I think I think Kasha has been a better. Kasha's a good player, and I think he fits well with Krejci because Kasha shoots. Kasha's never seen a shot he didn't like, and he, right. that dude just that. shoots. And it works with Krejci because Krejci, Krejci is probably the best passer on that team. And he is he's he's a very he's also overpaid. He's like Rass, he's overpaid, but he's a good player. And I think he he does make he does have the ability to make players around him better. And I think that's why you're seeing Kasha have I wouldn't say success, but he's he's been he's been pretty good in the lineup. Uh, another another guy who's been really good, uh, Charlie Coyle. Um, Do you know from, he's from East Weymouth? From uh, where is he from? 
<laughs> Nobody's ever I, I told heard, me. I heard he was from like Detroit initially, but that <laughs> might have changed. Nobody's ever told me where he's from, but it's. Can you believe? I, I, so I know we talked about this. Side note: Every time, I don't know if it's a joke with the social media guy who's in the bubble, who I'm jealous of, but like every time he scores, they have to East Weymouth. We did it. Like I'm assuming it is. I'm assuming mean, it has it, to be. A it troll. has to be a meme at this point. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's like with the, the mayor of Walpole. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. The guys were born in Massachusetts. How lame! No how lame is Massachusetts that we have to celebrate when a guy from there from Massachusetts? What are the scores? odds a professional hockey player came from Massachusetts yeah. where they have the beef pot? No way. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hockey hotbed. But well, but I would argue Charlie Coyle is a playoff player too. He had a he's really good. good playoff last season, and he's turned out to be quite. A, and he's a free agent at the end of this year, if I'm not mistaken. Did he resign? He is signed. He's I, I was just looking at Cap Friendly. He is signed through like 2026. Oh, so he signed an extension. At some point this season, he must have signed an extension because we did he it. got traded for the year plus. Big Country's frozen on my screen, so I don't know if he's still there. Oh, no, maybe he's not frozen. He was just still. No, he's, he's back. Still. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, he signed through twenty five, twenty six at five point two five. So did he sign an? Ex- he must have signed an extension. Yeah, must have signed an extension. So, oh, good. according Fantastic. to Cap. Good because I'm. A, I don't know how I missed that. I mean, way miss on. I just. I have tweet alerts about uh, Charlie Coyle, so <laughs> I believe I missed that. But the he has he was great in last season's playoffs, and he's been he's been very good this season as well. Yeah. Also, our fourth line, guy, like, Nordstrom is, like, this, like, little wrecking ball, just, I don't, I don't know where, I mean, I, I like Nordstrom. I don't know where this physical play was during, like, probably the tail end of the season, but, like, I think he's just been excellent making chances happen. Well, during quarantine, he just sat at home and ate Swedish meatballs the whole time and put on a little extra weight so he could throw his body around. <laughs> and and uh, Wagner, too. I just, I, yeah, I, that fourth line, plays, I think, so. just gels so well. Yeah. Yeah. So we've, I mean, we've pretty much talked about everything we wanted to talk about. Um, how do you guys see the rest of the series playing? I see the Bruins pulling it out without Rask, potentially without Pasternak. How do you see the the rest of the rest of the series going? And who do they line up with? Who do they get next round? Who would they uh, get next round? Islanders, Washington. Oh, so they would right? they would get Matthew Barzal. Should be a should be a Boston Brew and Matthew Barzal. Got it. Okay, go ahead. How does this round end? I think the Bruins pull it off. I really do. I think they match up well against Carolina. They've been playing well against Carolina. This could easily be a 3-0 Boston series if there wasn't a missed uh, assignment in game two, which led to the game-winning goal. Um, I mean, I think Halak is a capable enough goaltender to step in and be, you know, take this team the long run. Um, if... God forbid, knock on wood, if Halak gets injured, that's a completely different story. Cause Wabba, who who's, we the got back, back? who's the backup goalie right now, Wava? Uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, we're in trouble. <laughs> that's, that's a Halak. Wava using, Wabba using NHL 94 controls. <laughs> Use hybrid well, control well, dynamic on PlayStation medium. PlayStation 4 right now looking at the Boston oh, Boxer being like, who is in it's, the AHL? It's, it's Vladar. And honestly, that's it's where Vladar. I usually go. Vladar on the Halak. I believe Vladar. Vladar, who's like 6'7", 
What's his aggression rating? 95. <laughs> That's an NHL video game joke for those of the uninitiated. It doesn't matter what your skills are. How big are you? You're 6'5", 224, easy. Perfect goalie. He's yeah, like, I mean, he's like six seven, two hundred pounds. That's or, exactly what you want. Yeah, he's a he's Get a big dude. Get that walrus dude. from the Geico commercial. Yeah. <laughs> it's a freaking walrus. <laughs> I think they're gonna do well. And let me let me kind of pose this. So, the Bruins tanked in the the round robin. Fine. Philly got the number one. Philly's getting embarrassed by. The they're not getting embarrassed. One one. I mean, they're not. Okay, I, I know. One one. Game three's tonight. I'm going to I'm going to say something that sounds wrong. That people might disagree with, but I'm going to say it anyway. Oh my god! Controversial, but oh great. Oh my god! Well, I was the Habs are a team. I mean, it's against them. The Habs are a team that should not be in the playoffs. Correct. Agreed. You're the right. fact that it's one and one. That's I I I think the way the Flyers have played, they should be. It should be two zero. Oh, they're already up one zero. Okay, so maybe they are going to go on and just destroy this team. But we could be playing Montreal, who's I think has been playing well. We could be playing the Blue Jackets, who I'm honestly a little scared of or the islanders who are embarrassing the caps so i think out of all of them i think caroline i think it's a good matchup for us i know you're scared of them but you know i think at the end of the day in terms of matching against all of them i'd like montreal but i think this is probably the best one for us out of the teams that didn't get eliminated so this this might not this might be uh i don't want to say played out stale not sexy take is this is ultimately going to come down to coaching, which very rarely to me happens in a professional sport. Like to me, usually the best team, the, the better team wins, the most talented team wins. Every now and then it comes down to coaching. Islanders and Barry Trotz sting into the Capitals right now is a pretty good example of that. But the adjustments that the Bruins, so I would argue that Carolina could be a more skilled team than Boston start to finish. Boston has the perfection line, obviously. But I think Carolina has a ton of talent. Their goaltending sucks. But they have a ton of talent. They're good on the back end. Uh, forgotten about Dougie Hamilton. Went on a Twitter blocking spree yesterday. Uh, blocking a bunch of uh, Dodge. Boston Boston media and Boston fans. But I don't think any of us got affected. So we must we need to work a little harder to be bigger. Um, but they have, they're pretty good on the back end. They've got scores. Sveshnikov is one of the scariest goal scorers to me. That, that like he's like the most unknown goal scorer in the league is is Sveshnikov. Aho's a stud, stud. I, don't, I think it was game two. Did you see that they they were on a power play or they were this delayed penalty and the play was loop back, give the puck to Aho and he just he skated through everybody. He missed and he ended up missing the net far side, but he skated through everybody. They have speed, they have size, they can shoot, and they work such an odd system. The low to high. Check out the Twitter. I tweeted about it. And they work this low to high system, and and, and they throw uh, what I call turds at the net. They, they I'm not saying that they, they – it's not soft shots, but what they do is they shoot for the rebound. point. They look for rebounds, tips, and screens. And to me, that's turds. That's turd hockey. It's not flashy, not sexy, not great. It's turds. You're throwing turds at the net. When, you wanna, when you're down in NHL and, and your LG team, uh, big country, what is what does your defense do? Throw turds because that's how you score in the game, and that's how the Carolina Hurricanes play the game. Not, not my team. Well, then your team sucks. And so, well, we got a little. We lost. We got we got swept in the first round. So that's uh, well, at least we got there, I guess. 
But the uh, the Bruins were playing in game two. They were playing a collapsed defense, which why wouldn't you put pressure on the point there? So it, it will come down to adjustments, and I do ultimately think the Bruins get by, and I don't think the goaltending will matter this round or next if it's the Islanders. And also, unfortunately, Smetchnikov's injury, if it turns out to be something that's... Oh, that's true. For the rest oh, of the series. I forgot about that. I actually forgot about that. He's a significant player. I'm I'm upset that he's hurt because I always think the best team should be on the ice. Um, but it obviously gives the Bruins a big advantage. Um, I saw they were making adjustments uh, for their little cross goal. If he's behind the net, they're like just attacking him right away because they don't want to give him that like top corner, which is insane that that's a thing, but... Um, with if he's out for an extended period of time, um, I think that's going to tilt the the series in the Bruins' favor significantly. So did you see the tweets, uh, the video of Martinuk um, going around, uh, the, his pregame ritual? Have either of you seen these? No, but I'm looking it up right so now. So go on – you're going to need volume, and I don't know if it will sound good on the podcast, but – Basically, they, they, like I have no reason to dislike the Hurricanes. Like they're, they're playing Carolina. What the hell do I care about the about the Hurricanes ever? Um, and I just do you have this? Did you play it with sound? No, but I'm just linking a clip where he cross checked Charlie Coyle in the oh, bracket no, no, and broke no, no, his no, stick no. on it. No, Mar- Mar- <laughs> so Martinuk, his their pregame ritual is for him oh, to here it is. scream at uh, Sveshnikov. And like this weird, like crackly old, like old voice, and it's like creepy and weird. And he does it like four hundred times. See if you can oh, play it with. See if you can play it with sound, Baba. I can hear it right now. It's funny. It's I don't know. Yeah, but it's so lame. And I and I was like, and I was like, well, I guess now I have a reason. I, I was like, I guess I had no reason. I had no reason to dislike the Hurricanes, and then. And then you guys tagged the video. So if you haven't seen it, go to go to my Twitter at xtrav89, and I commented on it because it's brutal. You just don't like fun. We've yeah. already established yeah. that anything that could make anybody smile in the sports world, you just want done away. You want them to all show up in a suit. Honestly, you know, I'm all play business. The... I'm all business. <laughs> just, just... No fun. No no celebrations. Act like you've been there. Yeah, you should. And then when you get the Stanley Cup, you just all clap in a circle yeah. and then. <laughs> yeah, you lift it, raise it over your head for the photo, and then you give it Raising to the next guy. Raising too much fun. Yeah, no, 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 you have to do it for the photo. And then you hand it off to the next guy. Like you just, you know, we've been there before. You know, I like, I don't like the New York Yankees, but I prescribe the fact that they all have to have clean shaven, they're not allowed, their hat, their hair's not allowed to come down past their hat, they have to, like, they have to, there's, you're a professional here, all right? Like, act like you've been there before. No, obviously I'm not being serious. But it's just like, like, when other teams do that stuff, I hate it. I hate, I hate when even, like, the teams I root for do that stuff. It's just like, why are we glorifying this weirdo with this weird scream? And if you if you haven't heard it, go listen to it. Then you'll understand. Like, maybe it's because they played it and it was like a highlight video of the pregame set, like the pregame. Uh, I don't want to say ceremony. That's not the ritual. Pregame ritual. And it was like ten straight of him doing it. And it was like funny the first time, and then maybe the second time, and then I was like, okay, this is extremely lame. You went off on them before about the storm surge, so I'm, I guess I'm not shocked that you just don't like this. I think you just have something with the. You're right. It's it's the 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 out anything outside the professionalism bubble. Yeah, so well, you are the I'll you like are the Massachusetts bubble. Yeah, yeah. But but honestly, even like if like when the Red Sox are doing those dances in the outfield, with like a couple years ago after wins, and they all the outfielders would do like they did like a Michael Jackson dance and this dance and that dance. Even that was lame to me. Like 
What are you doing? Well, you don't have to worry about that this year because we're not winning yeah, anything. Point. I have six wins. Six. Six. The Bruins almost have more wins than the Red Sox do, and they played one-third of the games. One-fifth of the games. Wait, the Red Sox are playing? Six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine uh, losing every game by a score of above 10. Such a joke. I t- late, late last night I sent out a tweet, LOL, at all Boston sports teams. Because, like, Rask leaves, Tom Brady leaves. Uh, the Red Sox literally can do nothing. And the Celtics' best player is about to leave because his wife's about to have their their 10th child, and he's going to leave to go to go leave the bubble to go wait, do that. Uh, so, so Gordon, really? Wait, Gordon, who's leaving? Gordon Hayward. He's leaving. Is They're he, the best part no, of the bubble. I didn't know that. Best the Dude can do nothing but sit in his room, plays video games, and stream on Twitch. He's literally away from his family, away from his 900 kids. He's just focusing on video games and basketball. He's been killing it, now he's about to leave the bubble. Oh, I didn't know that. Great. I mean, not about it. It was like a couple weeks. His wife's about to have, they're about to have their, first, their first son. I think it's their fifth child, first son, or fourth child, first son, whatever it is. So, like, like, just going great. Well, actually, we've talked about tweeting a lot here, so this is, like, the episode of tweets. Wabi, I want you to say the tweet that you put out. First of all, killed it with all the hockey tweets. But the one about being, like, every other sports city. That was, if you have it verbatim or if you can remember it verbatim, that, like, personified my life and how I feel about Boston sports right now. Um... <laughs> is this what other <laughs> I think I know which one you're talking about I think it was about like is this what other cities feel like when it yeah. comes to sports like we are so spoiled in Boston and I like we're so used to just winning uh, obviously football is just ridiculous the Bruins have always had success the Celtics I would say have recently become p- competitive the Red Sox won you know recently like and now we're finally facing adversity and from a fan perspective I'm like huh, like, this is what other cities feel like. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe the reason why we're so critical is just because we're spoiled. But um, once you can accept that, you can continue to complain, like myself. So, um, good, good call out. But, yeah, <laughs> that's just, yeah, that's, it's, that's it's, how it's, it's a weird feeling. Like, when Brady left, I'm like, what do you mean you left? How <laughs> we're supposed to win eight more? What are you doing? No, I'm not so, crying. I'm not crying about yeah. that. I'm not crying, you are. <laughs> uh, okay so do we have do we have any other thoughts anything we missed anything we didn't we wanted to touch on we didn't i think we got everything but any other so, any other points we talked about who we thought played has been playing well for the bruins who do, who do you guys think has not played well zdano char wow Zidane, we thought we thought that this that this time off would help char he could recover he could get his legs back under him i think it's hurt him I, I think he's been slow. I think he's. I don't think he's been effective. I think he. Say it again. Said so he looks real slow. He looks slow. Yeah, he looks slow. I mean, he's he's forty three years old, whatever it is, forty four years old. I mean, I mean, not not old by life, by life old, but old by hockey old. And you know, he's 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 looked slow, and he hasn't looked strong. Like he, like normally he's slow, but he's strong in the corners. He's strong on the puck. He makes he gets the puck out of the zone and. You know, he's throwing guys off the puck, mm-hmm. and he's not – it's not there. It is. It hasn't been there since, since – it wasn't there in the scrimmage games. hasn't been there in these three games. And I, 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 he's been my – I think he's been my biggest dud to this point has been Chara. I don't think he's – I don't want to say – maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think he's hurting the team. I just don't think he's playing at the level that you might be used to. Yeah, maybe at 43 maybe that's it, takes, it. You, takes you a little longer to uh, get the legs back going, maybe. Maybe it, I mean, it worked in the opposite way that we thought it would. <laughs> I, maybe, but I, I I haven't seen him be like. I think he's been fine, but 
you know, maybe you're expecting more of him, which honestly, as a first line, you know, defender, I think that might be valid. As a captain, as your marquee defenseman, as, like he's not, he's not, he arguably to me, if they took him off of the first D pairing, I'd be like, oh, okay, well, whatever, you know. I mean, the, the what what saves him is he's left-handed, and I think Carl, mm-hmm. I think Carlo McAvoy are your best defenders right now, and that. Oh, by far. You know, I it, think Carlo's the I I. Carlo Carlo's your char- so Car- Carlo is your Chara, like your mm-hmm. foreseeable future Chara. The size, the play, the I don't know about the leadership, but but he's a. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Char if Char wasn't on the first D pair. That would not shock me whatsoever. But he's left-handed, and you're not going to put Grizzlick there. And Krug is arguably smaller than me, so he's definitely not going to be there. Yeah. Anyway, who 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 do you think has sucked or not been good, Ryan? <laughs> me, on personally, I mean, I I didn't see how he played Game Three, but DeBrusque. DeBrusque has been frustrating to watch. Yeah, you're not wrong. Absolutely frustrating. Yeah, he just getting. That's a good one. He seems checked out more than Tuca was. He's getting good shots though, like good chances. He he, I feel like he's playing like how Pasta did last year, where the shot is there for him. And again, I know he's in like split second decision zone, but it's just it's not connecting. And that happened to Pasta last year. I think you know we we're complaining about that, where we call it was it, coming to him and just whiff or whatever the case was. So we call that being snake bitten. Like he looked the good the first, the first period of game two, and then he disappeared. I just like, don't think he's that good, per, like personally. And, I like and, him. and and I, I I go back to that draft, man. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Wait, wait till you see for for Bruins fans who watch only the Bruins. Wait till you see if if we get if we if the Bruins get there. And they play the Islanders in the next round, and you get to play against Matt Barzal, and you see him for a seven-game series. That kid, man, he was, if I'm not mistaken, so he was drafted the same year as DeBrusque, DeBrusque, Sinitian, and (gasps) DeBorrell. We took him three in a row. What? It was 13, 14, and 15. Yeah, I... Yeah, and who... So so 13, that was 13, 14, 15. And Barzal! Barzal was what number there? And Svechnikov. Oh my God. What number was Barzell there? I can't. I have to shut this off. You've never seen this before? No, I haven't this looked is at it. the first time you've seen it. Really? So no, the Bruins no. had. You have it up, right? Bruins had 13, 14. No, 15. we had 13 was Zaboral. Okay. DeBrusque was 14. Sension was 15. Sinition. Barzell went 16. Bingo. Connor 17. Shabbat 18. Svechnikov 19. Erickson Eck. And then, uh, who else? Besser went 23. So imagine redo that draft. You get yourself yeah. Besser. Barzal, Shabbat. Any of you know? Hi. So the Sanishin's been playing. I mean, he's he's been. Uh... What is it? Oh, hold on. Big Country wants to have his own conversation over there. <laughs> uh, that's the best. Yeah. So that draft, you redo that draft. You get Shabbat instead of Sanishin. You get Besser. You get Barzal. Wait, if you get there, wait till you see Barzal. That dude is un. I mean, everybody knows Besser, even if you don't know how exactly. to Besser. By the way, then then you have Aho. Um, we did take Carlo at thirty-seven, which I think is fine. Um, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. So what? Mackenzie Blackwood, by the way. Oh my, I can't look at this draft. It's like actually infuriating. What kills, honestly, what kills me is you have those three picks in a row, and the next, like, if you're the Islanders and you're sitting there and Barzal's your target, you're like, I want Barzal, but the Bruins have the next three picks. Crap. And then it's like. Zaboro, oh, okay, maybe DeBrusque, oh, okay, Sanishin, oh my god, we got Barzal, 
Holy crap. The people ahead of that was like Eichel and McDavid and like, why did you not bundle those up and get like pick five or six? No. They, 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 I can't, like, I actually well, can't. I don't they, look at this. They tra- I, they, I know they, they, they tried to. They, yeah, they traded for 14 and then I think they traded Lucic for 14. It was like, it was, yeah. it, it was, uh, no, 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 no. They traded for Martin Jones and then they traded Martin oh, yes. Jones for the 14th Jones pick. 14th. That's and right. so then, then they were trying to package all those up to move up to get Eichel and Buffalo said pound cent. Yeah. Yeah. This is why I hate Buffalo. And then they passed on Barzal and Besser and Shabbat and Aho <laughs> and and Sveshnikov and like, it, 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 it's just like, oh, that draft, that draft. And meanwhile, two of those guys can't crack the roster. So now Sanishin's been playing. He's been okay, but he's he looked not, really good in that he's not first Shabbat. game. The, the Rob Robin. He's not Shabbat. Thomas Shabbat's one of the best young defensemen in the game. Up oh, there I, in I 100% agree. Like, oh, Don Sweeney the goat, though. Don Sweeney the goat. That was Sweeney's first draft, though, wasn't well, it? Well, you know what? Then you need to set a good example and have a good first draft, and you blew it. Suck. I thought he's done so, fine. So, so those three draft picks to me are just like the Bruins in the Rob Robin game. Suck, suck, suck. At least Shirelli, do Shirelli would have traded all three for like I don't know. Shirelli would have like, traded all three for the Kovalchuk for Chris Kelly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so at, at least we got and then know, resigned it. At least we got no, Brusque, who's good. No, Shirelli would have traded for Martin Jones, got that, and then traded Martin Jones away for the pick, and then traded those three to get Lucic back. Yeah, true, and then signed him to a ten-year extension. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Ah. Uh, anyway. Anyway. I see Remy's made an appearance. Am I, is, is, it, is, that, is that the signal to, to wrap up here? Yeah, we can. <laughs> Last thing I want to say, though, um, again, this is not really for discussion, just a heads up. Uh, NHL GWC, uh, the part I, I chose not to uh, beat my opponent in so I wouldn't take the prize money. That's smart. Um, but the, uh, really. the, the, <laughs> the top eights are being uh, played on twitch.tv slash NHL, the actual NHL. Um, I saw Can- like the Canadian, Canadian one yeah. was today. When's the... Uh, yeah. Reg's one, I think maybe next Saturday. So there's a European and a U.S. one, and then you're going to get like the final finals. So um, if you're interested in that, check it out. It's a really good competition. Um, Arda and Ash are, are uh, commentating it, and it's like, like it's a legitimate tournament. Um, yeah, no, it's a it's an NHL sponsored tournament. But so, the, the, the the thing that drives me crazy about these about those tournaments, and then even like the six on six tournaments that you see, like you like there's the the Columbus Blue Jackets are putting on one right now, and there was the Caps Gaming. Caps Gaming? Yeah, Caps Gaming. Now they got the, the NACL or something like that. Yeah, yep. yeah, the NACL. But the Columbus Blue Jacks putting on. The thing that aggravates me, and with this GWC, it's the same players every yep. year. It's the same teams every tournament. Entourage, Vertigo. Uh, it, like I'm sure, I know there's more that I can't even think of, but Entourage and Vertigo, the two biggest six-on-six teams. And they are uh, BBB, always – BBB. They're always playing in the finals. And it's like, oh, it's the finals tonight, Entourage and, and BBB, or uh, or Vertigo and BBB, like Entourage. Like, it's always the same teams. And who won it? Young Gren, did he win again this year? I think Regs. Oh, Reg. oh Regs! He got knocked out. Regs! Another, but he's, yeah. he's another player that's always there. Like, it's, it's always yeah. the same guys. Get good guess, then, man. I guess John Wayne 90s in the in the USA one. Probably going to win that. He oh, John Wayne's going all the way. Yeah. Every freaking tournament. Pop, jump, cookie. And, and, and Cookie. Like, although, is he, he's, yeah, he's a U.S. kid, right? Cookie's U.S. Like, that. there's your finals. I don't, like, I don't even need to watch. There's your finals. 
But if you don't uh, know these people, you should watch. Hashtag NHL GWC. And J Claus. Oh, I don't know if he plays. I don't know if he plays. Uh, I mean, I was top one. I was like, what top one hundred nine in U.S. So whatever. I don't know if I don't know if J Claus plays uh, uh, versus or hot. I'm sure he does. Vers- versus is for casuals. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he plays hot. Is GW the GWC's hot right? Yes, but yeah. they pay, so what happens is they draft the team like from like top players. So it's like everyone has a level playing field. It doesn't matter what you did during the year. You basically just uh, draft the team and um, you get these special cards that are all like you know low rated. So it's it's actual like it is more like versus than it is hot. Yeah. Well, that's good. Anyway, all right. Let's uh, we're we're going on we're on some. This is I think our longest episode as a as a Bruins show. Lost Break it into this, two for content. Lost into lot. Nah, it's not quite that long. Yeah. Not quite. More than once a month now. Not quite. Not quite that. Uh, not quite that long yet. Not on the uh, Red Sox podcast to be named later. Those marathon shows. They split them up into two shows. They're both two and a half hours long. Like how the how the heck do you guys have that much this much time? Like you sit there for five. Like by the time like they start like they all like they all like casually not all of them but I know a couple of them casually drink beers as they're as they're recording and like the thing starts and the guy's talking all, all <laughs> crisp and clear yeah shout out big country and then and then like you hear them like opening in the background like the next one the next one the next one the next one by the time they're done they like can barely talk they're just slurring their words and just like like I'm convinced Maddie D just falls asleep. Shout it's because they're used to they're, <laughs> they're, they're used D. to watching five and a half hour games so yeah, they're used to right. marathons. Right. Right. But uh, anyway, so uh, big country. Any final thoughts? No, I think I got all mine in. Where can people find you? Find me at twitch.tv/bigcountry7914 and Twitter for all my hot Bruins takes at bigcountry7914 and Instagram big underscore country7914. Well, the final thoughts and your socials. No more final thoughts, but uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash wobbleplays. Uh, the beta should be coming out this month for NHL 21, so uh, you'll want to check out all our channels for that um, probably st- by the time we record. Can you stream it, though? I don't think you, you can. It's a closed beta that multiple people have access to, so you can stream it. It's oh. not like a... It's, um, it's, it's not a, a closed beta? No, it's a closed beta that uh, anyone could sign up for. Um, it's, yeah. Uh, you, you won't know when I can't show something, but... um. Also, too, you can find me at Twitter, uh, WobblePlays, and uh, also my YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash WobblePlays. I just released Mean Messages, NHL 20 edition, which is where people send me uh, messages, whether after games or whatever, during games, who knows. Um, the messages just be nice to each other, but I do kind of just, we, we have fun with it. So so check that video out. It's my, my yearly uh, submission. It's like when uh, you watch celebrities read mean tweets that people say about them. That's what it reminds me of. It's exactly where I got the idea yeah, from. That's so. exactly it, what it, it reminds me of. Exactly. We, we have fun with it, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a good time. And you can check us out, bostonsportssyndicate.com, where you can find all of our socials, all of our podcasts, all of our articles for all of our teams. Um, the Red Sox guys are still pumping out content, even though it's not great for the season, but the content's still great. So um, you can also check us out on Twitter and Instagram at bostonsportssyn, uh, on Facebook at bostonsportssyndicate, and on YouTube you still have to search Boston Sports Syndicate because we have not been able to eclipse the elusive 100 subscribers so we can change our tag. So maybe I should maybe push a little that a little bit more. But that's YouTube. Search Boston Sports Syndicate. You will find uh, Bessie's Bathroom Breaks and uh, our Cinetakes uh, on there. It's two different uh, web series that we can uh, that we uh, put on. Uh, Bessie's Bathroom Breaks is exactly what it sounds like. It's where he does his best thinking. So he... Uh, Gives us takes from his silence in the bathroom. And then Cinda Takes is just uh, 
people from the syndicate, they have thoughts on something that it doesn't require a full podcast to be done, but they want to just give their thoughts on it. Could be out of town, could be really anything, um, and they give their give their takes on it. So check that out on YouTube. I think that's did I get everything? Buy merch. Like Hashtag buy merch. The link for the store is also on the on the Boston Sports Syndicate website. A lot of designs up there now. A lot of new stuff. New script design was put up. That's uh, fancy. Already ordered mine. Got it in. Not a big deal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and as always, thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next time.